Welcome in to In-Game Chats for Saturday, February the 17th, 2024 to Season 18, Episode 7. I'm Scott. And I'm RJ. And you're louder. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) And I'm RJ. There you are. I gotta go all the way to the top with yours. I gotta go all the way to 11 to get yours going for some Mm -hmm. reason. I don't know why. Anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Mm -hmm. Welcome in. You want to get in touch with us? Our phone number is 334-272-9228. Check out ingamechat.net for all the links to get in touch with us. You can find us on Twitter at ingamechat. You can find us on Facebook. You can reach us through email, everyone at ingamechat.net. And also, uh, you can go through Twitch. We're watching Twitch, or we're streaming on Twitch right now. Twitch.tv. Search for ingamechat. You'll find us and our lovely faces. Probably not want to eat while you're watching. Um, you can also join us on Discord. We can be on the show with us through Discord and sound exactly like you're in the next seat with us in the room. It's amazing how that sounds and what it does. But yeah, um, welcome into the show and uh, let me get this out of the way. Chomp, chomp, chomp. So, uh, with that done, where should we start with maybe what we played? Oh, um, computer's working again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, update on that situation. Um, realized that I, I need a new cooler. Uh, and I, I can't remember what all I said in the last episode about that, but uh, when I was doing research on this, I looked it up and there was a recall on the cooler that I have, but not necessarily a, we should really get the word out that there's a recall about the coolers that we sold. I, mm-hmm. I don't get it. There was a blog post on Lee and Lee's website that says we have discovered a manufacturing error uh, if your serial number is before this date, you need to reach out and contact to us and start the, the process of getting it replaced. Right. Um, this is not advertised anywhere. It's only when I went to look up, like, my cooler's having problems or is there problems with this cooler? That's the only time I found out about it. Yeah. So, I think you were talking about the fact that uh, it was, uh, since it was New Year, Chinese New Year, it was going to be a right. minute before any, right. any requests would get right. there. Right. Yeah. So they wouldn't be back in the office until the 15th. 
I've since gone on their 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 website there since then, and there is a thing to like reach out and contact them. But there's nothing in there that says, "Oh, are you a, are you having problems with your AIO that we have issues with?" And you know, here, give us your serial number. There's nothing like that. I have yet to fill it out, but I will. Uh, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, but I will before the before the weekend's over with. I will fill the thing out mm-hmm. because my new cooler I ordered on Sunday finally showed up on Wednesday, and I went ahead and installed that. And it is doing wonderfully. Uh, so it totally was the cooler. Mm-hmm. Completely was uh, the the cooler that was giving me the uh, the problem. Okay, and was doing that. Um, so here, two things I did. Um, I picked up a new processor. Uh, the final. One in my uh, what chipset or whatever the final one in my architecture from a motherboard and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, I'm an AMD guy now. I wasn't used to be Intel, um, but I switched over to AMD for this recent build. Uh, went from an AMD seven thirty seven hundred X. That was twenty twenty when I got that, and they had released. Last year, at some point, they had released the 75800X3D, which they thought was going to be the last in the AM4 line. They've moved on to AM5 now, and if I was going to do AM5, I'd have to get a brand new motherboard, brand new memory, um, brand new processor, all that stuff, because that's the architecture that it's moving into. Mm -hmm. So for the final little hurrah, just last month, they released another processor in the AMD AM4 uh, architecture, uh, and I it is it's a it's a fifty seven hundred X three D. It's like it's like the fifty eight. It's just a little step lower, like a tiny step lower, and a good fraction of price cheaper to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily realize this until I picked up the fifty eight hundred X three D. But I was okay. I'm fine with the fifty eight hundred X three D. It's no problem because I thought my processor was bad originally. And I thought, well, when I switch out this paste, I'll just switch in the new processor and, you know, it'll be nice and things will go, things will be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, that wasn't the case, was it? It was the cooler no. itself. So, anyway, um, switched out the processor and then switched out uh, the cooler. I went with the Kraken, Kraken, Kraken in, in ZXT, mm-hmm. uh, Kraken 360 Elite, non-RGB version. Mm-hmm. Because why would I want fans on there that have lights when I've already got fans that have lights? I just want you to function right. That's that's all I need. It really is all that I need. Anyway, I was worried about how uh, that was going to – this is a fun little story. I was worried about how that was going to go for me because whenever I sit down to build a PC, and I haven't done it often – you know, you don't necessarily sit down to do anything. But anytime I sit down to build a PC, when I think that, you know what, this will take me a few hours of an afternoon to build a PC. It's going to do that, right? We say that. I say it all the time. I, say, I, I look at it and I'm like, man, this is only going to take me a few hours to do. It should not take me long. But every time I've done it, it has taken far longer than it ever needs to do. Like mm-hmm. this... This build I did in 2020, I started on a Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Probably around noon on a Sunday. I did everything. I uploaded our show that day. I did everything, you know, and then 
I was like, all right, show's uploaded. Things are out there. It's time for me to turn this off and, uh, and do a build, you know, and, and get to, get to building my stuff. Uh, because I was going to reuse some hard drives or power supply or something. I can't remember what it was. Probably graphics card too. Uh, I definitely was using the graphics card. Yeah. I was going to take that out of there and use it in the new one because I didn't need to upgrade. Uh, I didn't finish that night. I, it was, it was another, then Monday night I worked on some more of it. And then Tuesday, I think I was finally finished. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tuesday night, I finally finished my build. The, phys the, physical, the physically putting the thing together. Yeah, of actually putting it back in the room, sitting it down and saying, this is my PC now. Rather than sitting in the kitchen table with a monitor so I can make sure it's, you know, it posts and everything mm -hmm. works and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, no, when I got done and actually went from build table to desk, it took uh, Sunday afternoon until Tuesday evening mm -hmm. to get that there. Mainly because of nobody's... <laughs> When you're looking up how to plug things in and put things together, nobody has your specific situation. No, look, all the builds we have are Frankenstein's monsters. This piece here, they this all piece are. there, they all, yeah. So there's no, there's no guarantee something fits. I mean, they may have, fart picker. yeah, they may have the same processor and that's fine. It's not a big deal. You don't really need to know that. They may have the same RAM. Again, not really a big deal. But the lighting situation is never ideal. It is never a situation where, and this is, this is where I got in over my head going for an RGB build. You know, mm -hmm. a very display, a very showpiece, like look at all the pretty lights yeah. type of a build. Was all the connectors and controllers and all these other things that have to go the rat's nest behind my computer. Although, it's looking better. Um was was abysmal when I put it together just because of everything that had to and then I kept adding more to it uh, like the the motherboard cables that plug in are now lit up um because apparently I have to have that uh but yeah there's just a bunch of stuff back there anyway nobody has the same motherboard you're using and the same lights that you're using uh and the same radiator that you're using nobody has the exact same thing for you to know where to plug stuff in and so not necessarily guesswork but you know, for me, it was just like, okay, the AIO should plug into the motherboard so it reads the chip setting, uh, the, 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 the PC, the CPU settings and, um, and, and control by temperature. And then these fans, do they go into the system fan? No, they all plug into this controller and then the yeah. controller plugs in, plugs into it. Yeah. It all, it all, it all, uh, eventually degrades into, let's see what happens when I do this. Mostly. Yeah. Um, so anyway. That is that was the start of this is how these things go. So um, now when I did the processor switch out last, not this past Friday, but Friday before, um, that took no time at all. It took a lot of wiping off the the thermal paste off the cooler and off the, the thing itself, but that took no time at all. Put it back on, did the thing, whatever, and my thing was still running hot. It was just annoying. Yeah. Um, that's when I realized it ain't the, it ain't the thermal paste. It's the, it's got to be the cooler. Uh, so I sit down Wednesday at like at least four, maybe three forty-five, four o'clock in the afternoon. Eight o'clock. <laughs> I feel like I'm finally done. He feels <laughs> like he's finally done. Four hours to replace a cooler. 
to replace the AIO was not difficult to uh, unplug and get all those. By the way, when I did take apart my old uh, AIO out of the system and was able to actually read the serial number, yes, it uh, is easily before the you know the thing that should be that I should send in. So hopefully, I'll be getting a backup AIO to have um, when they send that to me, or when I when I put in the RMA or whatever it is I have to do. So uh, I put in the uh, I. I get everything out and I'm reading the instructions and I'm doing all these things. It honestly wouldn't have taken as long as it took except for, uh, I go back to blame Lee and Lee, the makers of man, they can make some really good stuff, but they can make some really stupid choices. I love their cases. Their fans are amazing. Some of their fans, they put, not that I have these and I don't even want them anymore, but, um, they make fans now, at least Lee and Lee does, that have an LCD screen in the center of the fan. You can get six or nine fans lined in your case, and all of them have an LCD screen in the center to put God knows what on them. Mm-hmm. And then lights all over and everything. They're really good at doing that. They really, really are. But what's the term I'm trying to come up with uh, that I'm not even trying to come up with? I'm trying to find the term for it. Quality control ain't great from that company. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's better now, but the fans that I bought, everything in my system, with the exception now of the CPU and the cooler, is all like 2020. And I guess the, the graphics card's new as well. But the motherboard, the RAM, the lights, it was all 2020 stuff. When mm-hmm. I bought it, and a lot of it was brand new, especially the fans. The fans had just come out from from uh, Lee and Lee. They were the first daisy chainable fans, where you just connect them all together, and one cord operates all of them. And it was a really cool concept, and I loved how it worked, and it was whatever. So anyway, you plug the RGB wire into the controller, and then you plug the fan, um, the the RPM, the speed. Uh, the the fan control into the controller as well. Uh, And they say, if you need to remove it, you just press down on this button, grab the two tiles, pull out, and it comes out. That it did for the lights. I didn't need the lights to come out. The lights I I I still want to have control over. Mm -hmm. But for the the fans that were going to be attached to the radiator, I needed the fan control out of that box. Holy, where's my beep? Is there a beep? There's not a beep. Uh, he's that, got one. I don't know where it's at. I just said blank. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, so I ended up going online to look, and somebody had talked about this and said that they they finally got it to where they could pull that out, but they don't want they they didn't want to talk about how because they were pretty sure they 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 broke their warranty. Um, on the product for doing it. So I had, I unscrewed the controller, the, the, the casing yeah. that ha- holds the thing in. I unscrewed it because this plug was not coming out. Mm-hmm. And then I, but one of the screws wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't release. So I had to pry it open as best I could, hoping that I didn't break anything and that I wasn't screwing up the other lights and everything else. Then I had to take a, a very thin flathead. Thank God for my iFixit pack uh, that has a bunch Precision. of different heads. Precision screwdriver. Yes. Yeah. 
get that in there to push down on whatever clip was there and then pull this thing out all the way. So one hand and some weird fingers are doing a prying. There's another hand's pushing this in with two fingers and then trying to grab hold of the other to pull the, the top out. Mm-hmm. I probably spent two hours working on that and finally got the thing free. Uh, no YouTube videos or anything like that? Nothing. To there was a Reddit that. post on Lee and Lee's subreddit about, hey, does anybody else know how to do And that was the guy saying, well, here's what I did. I had to pry, pry, and pry and get the thing open. Mm. So uh, apparently, though, his version did not have screws. His versions were like, you know how plastic just kind of clips cl- in? Cl- it's got clamps. clamps. On, yeah. yeah. His version were clamps. Mine had screws. Uh, so I felt like maybe I'm, I was, got a little bit of... I was a little bit better off in that regard. Mm-hmm. Still sucked. But yeah. anyway, got that thing out of there. Finally, that meant that now I had, my fans had complete control. I could do the color control, for the, you know, the lighting through Lee and Lee and have all of them look the same. And then the fan speed and stuff would be monitored by the, by the, uh, by the radiator itself to know when it needed to do that. Um, I got the fans attached to the radiator, no problem. There was a lot of... It's weird when you've been working on something for a while mm-hmm. that uh, you'll start to forget the basics because I'm looking at my fan settings or I'm looking at my actual fans themselves and I'm looking at my box because it's sitting there with, with my other fans and I'm like, okay, those are intake and they're facing this way. So the air is coming in this way. So I need the air... See, if it's going in through, you just, your brain melts because well, of everything you're well, looking yeah, you've at. Been, uh, you've been dealing with that, uh, dealing with that uh, yeah. AIO uh, for so long. And yeah. you're trying to figure out like, all right, the air's going to come in. If they're positioned this way, the air's coming in here and then that's going to go. Okay. Just, it just took me a lot longer than it, that it should have for me to figure out which way the air's coming. Yeah, I mean, air, airflow for me, uh, dealing with fans, I mean, there's always some arrow in there. And then I saw a set of fans that didn't have arrows at all. It was just supposed I, to. I don't think these had an arrow, but the yeah. the the best way the best way I can describe it is, um, usually the back of a fan. Usually, uh, the back of a fan has um, what looks like an X mm-hmm. because of the plastic and everything else. Mm-hmm. And if it's the back of a fan and it's got an X, that means exhaust. Mm-hmm. So it is pushing. It is you know. Is pushing the air outward from behind it. It is exhaust fan. That was always like a in uh in through the label, out through the uh Correct. out through the blank. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because again, Lee and Lee make reverse fans. In other words, oh, they joy. well they realize <laughs> that the front of the fan, which is the the prettier side of the fan, yeah. If you're doing a build that is mostly intake and then the top is outtake. Mm-hmm. You're going to get nothing but a bunch of X's. You know, you're going to be looking at the back of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they realize that now they call them reverse, which means it's the opposite. So that, you know, the, the, the good look inside mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is, is what you see. Uh, I'm glad I'm not building. And, and let me tell you again, I will not do a, uh, an RGB build ever again mm-hmm. in my next build. Uh, however... With the way things are holding on and doing whatever, my next build will likely be the same. I'll just switch out motherboard and RAM and whatever. I'll still use the same case. The yeah. fans are great. I probably, yeah, I'll probably go that route. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, I got the thing in. 
Kraken's, Kraken's working great. Um, I, I plugged in everything correctly. First try. There was no problem. It all worked. The thing is, I don't know what it's sitting in at home, but it's got a nice little readout on the center of the AIO that tells me my GPU temp and tells me a CPU temp or tells me any kind of other information I need it to tell me. Uh, and so it's just great to be able to look over and be like, yep, I'm running at 45 degrees, whatever the, whatever the temp is. Mm-hmm. And thank God. So it's working again. I can game again. I can do video again, which I did uh, Thursday night. I ran and uh, I ran our video from last week and got everything uploaded and uh, got it out there. So, yeah, that was I love building computers. I love working with computers. I love doing all that stuff. I love doing that sort of thing. I hate that it takes me as long as it does, but I tell you, I love it. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. I love tinkering with that stuff. Um, and right now, I've been tinkering with fan curves and seeing, you know, what's good. You know, reading up on those. I've never really done a lot of work on fan curves. Most of the time, when you build or when I build, um, I just kind of let things default. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's just whatever the setting is is what the setting is. And I would open up my own fan controller. Like if I knew that I was about to, you know, cook the thing for what I was doing, I'm going to turn up the fans. Mm-hmm. So, oh, uh, Wendy says it's currently sitting at 60, 40. So, yeah, 60 degree GPU, 40 degree CPU. Okay. So, um that was something I was going to ask. Actually, it's like, what are those weird things? Trust me, it's a weird, weird thing when you've been looking at your CPU temp for the past two weeks to try and figure out what's going on with this thing, and now you have something that that you can just ask anybody. Hey, go in the next room. Tell me what the temp is. And the mm-hmm. thing, and all they got to do is look at it. It's fantastic, but you might do it too much. Be like, go get me a reading, please. Let me see. Yeah. Just tell me what it is. That was something I've seen before on other on earlier computer builds, uh, and I was wanting to see if I could. Uh, get one for myself just something that could slide in one of the bays and just give you give a report that i don't have to have to uh go through a program on the computer just look at it and see and know that know that you're fine yeah i mean i had to i had to download the the software that that lets me put the stuff on there that i want mm-hmm. to read out uh and then change you know however i want it to look if i wanted to fit an aesthetic or whatever yeah but um but yeah, that's it. I don't have to open up anything else. I can leave that there. Although I still do open it up because it still fascinates me to see what's causing the load. What is so when I start to hear the fans spin up, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what's doing that? And so I get to look over real quick at the monitor software to see like where is this? Why all of a sudden is this surge? Yeah, what's it doing? Usually see, nothing, but yeah, yeah. See, in my case, um, the last one I saw it was uh, it was in a spot where the um, optical drives go mm-hmm. and since optical drives are becoming not becoming another thing much anymore right uh all the cases i don't see any optical base so i'm trying to see what my options are in terms of uh, putting something on there that i can i can see readily because it won't be a uh, aio cooler i mean i'm just going to put a fan on a thing it's not going to i'm see i'm not going to do anything graphically mm-hmm. intense yeah. on it to, to require anything like that um but i still would like to have something like that that would let me uh just do a quick look and yeah. see how things are going inside. It's um God, uh the Reddit the Reddit the subreddits that I belong to that 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 talk about PC builds or show off PC builds. And uh specifically with Lee and Lee's, uh there are people who have built um 
little display units that sit inside the case that give you all the information you need in a very small, compact area that lets you know what's going on with your computer. Mm -hmm. And really fits into the aesthetic. There's some really pretty ones. I don't know that I'd ever go that far with it. I like the idea. Mm -hmm. I really like the idea of instead of having that on my screen, it sits on a monitor that's inside my PC that I can just look at. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the, the case I was looking at was a Thermaltake, and I think one of the panels on the side is a uh, glass or plastic see-through, mm -hmm. basically. So that might be something to look into if that's the case. Yeah, um, I've seen them. Lethal Migraine just said something about you can, you can have an old cell phone lying around. There are videos that will show you how to turn that into a display for your PC. And you could easily do that. You could take that. I could take something like you know my, uh, my iPhone yeah. or an older iPhone or something like that if I wanted to and put it in there. Uh, I can't remember what a lot of people use, but it's usually, you know, it's usually like a stripped LCD that has no bezel because they make their own, mm -hmm. you know, they make their own frame for it so it sits inside and matches the aesthetic. There's some really beautiful PC builds out there. Yeah, because I can, uh, now that uh, Mike Lethal uh, mentioned that, I got a couple of uh, old phones that I could uh, strip down if that's the case. Yeah. I got the, I got the tools to uh, strip them down if need be. But that's something to look into in the Reddit in the Reddit posts. Yeah, yeah. Um, buildapc.com, or not buildapc.com, but buildapc is a subreddit I use. Uh, yeah, PC Master Race is okay, but then there's uh, Rate My Build, mm -hmm. which is really cool because then you get to see a lot of different builds, regardless of what people are saying, you know, like, ooh, that's ugly or something like that. You just get to see a lot of different ideas mm -hmm. of, you know, how you can, how you can build a build. A, and that's how I came to, to discover... Uh, I didn't. Even, I was. I didn't even know Lee and Lee was a brand until I started to build in 2020, looking for a case. Yeah, I think I saw. I saw them when I went to a micro center years back, and it was like. Uh, they they look, look, still never been into a micro yeah, center. Yeah, they look. They look really. Uh, really specialized. They flashy and to me. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. This, this is this is a customizer's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, customizer's brand. Lee it and Lee totally is, and I had to. Um, I actually had to take measurements because the case that I wanted was just ever so slightly too tall to fit where it was going to fit on my desk. Mm -hmm. And I thought, is there any way I can get around that? Can I remove that shelf? Can I make a cutout or something so that it can just slide? Because I really liked it and it gave me lots yeah. of room to play around in, but I couldn't do it. Yeah, and so I'm I not, had to go with the, it on the floor. No, so no, 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 so you're no, no. Not putting it on the floor. So yeah, you're not buying a case like this to sit it on the floor. This thing sits up where you are or whatever because it's a display unit type of thing. Yeah, I used to do cases that sit on the floor. I used to do cases that sit in a little cubby hole because the desk was made for it. Sits in a little cubby hole down in the bottom and everything, so it's out of sight, mm -hmm. out of mind, and that's fine for most things. Although it really only fit a very, I don't want to say thin tower, but you know, a typical tower uh, PC. That is one of them uh, network uh, storage drives uh, or setups or whatever. Yeah, I mean, just uh, your typical computer, like yeah. if you'd find if that you would find in your office or you know that that typical computer looking thing. Which is something else I want to build uh, later on, uh, uh, by the way, because I've always been interested in like basically storage. Mm -hmm. I've always been the type. Of, I mean, don't like it not having not having enough storage space for for uh, for things. Right. So I was thinking about getting one of making one of those as well. No, that's good too. Yeah. Um, but the case I went with uh, way back then was more of a was shorter than it was shorter, but it was wide. It was big, you know. Yeah. It's just all that stuff that whatever. 
to show off. A lot of glass. And uh, did my measurements, and I was like, well, that's the one I got to go with. I hope everything works. And I was worried about graphics cards fitting. I was worried about how things were going to, you know, the length and how far out it was coming to touch the glass. In fact, my cables for my graphics card, especially for the 3080 that's in there now, because that is so much bigger than the, I don't know what I had in there prior, mm-hmm. but it was from, it was like a 970. Mm-hmm. Um, so that goes way back. But because of the glass, the size of the case, the glass in front, I actually had to get um, 180 connectors to go on my graphics card because the cable would not have fit. The the plug that that goes into the graphics card would not have fit because of the glass. So I had to get these things that were practically... Uh, that you plugged into the graphics card, they came up flat and then hugged, you know, hugged around. So then I could plug into the front mm-hmm. or on top of that graphics card to get those cables plugged in. Um, but yeah, so anyway, fun to talk about computer builds and it's great, but mine's working now. It's working wonderfully and it's doing what it should be doing. And, uh, and yeah, I gamed a little this morning, very little this morning. Um, I, I launched the, the first time I got it in there, the first day I got it in there, I, um, I tested two things, my blue stack instances of monopoly go, cause that was a drain. Uh, and it handled that so wonderfully. Uh, and then I, I fired up, um, Baldur's Gate three, just real quick, like, and you know, it shot up into the seventies and then it was like, yeah, we got you. We're in the, we're in the sixties, mm-hmm. you know, mid to low sixties to, to keep you going. I didn't do much. Uh, in fact, I didn't do anything other than move the camera around and, you know, that sort of thing and then exit out just to see what it was doing. So there's a couple other things. I didn't really want to run a test or a bench. I didn't really, I'm not that concerned about running a bench on it or anything like that. I just mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that the thing wouldn't um, peg 90. Yeah, it wouldn't cook. Yeah. Every time I was doing the least little thing. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, I'm really glad that that's all taken care of. Um, it's it's a it's a it's a thing I don't have to think about anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will think about doing the the RMA on the the AIO. Yeah, have a backup just in case. Well, yeah, yeah, and plus I paid for it. It should have worked. I like the one that I have now better. <laughs> which brand? Which brand was it? Which for the for old the, one or the, the cooler, new one? For the cooler that you got. For the one I got now, NZXT. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, NZ, I think it's NZXT or is it NXZ? No, it's NZXT. Yeah. NZXT is cooler. It's a Kraken. It was either, I was going, it was between that or the Arctic Freezer 2, I think, or Arctic Freeze 2 was the other one that I was looking at. It didn't have a little flashy display, but it's been rated really, really good. Mm-hmm. But the only problem that I had with that was the fans are wired into the radiator itself. Like... Mm. You don't get to, outside of cutting that cable yeah. to detach the fans from, they are wired in there. there. There's a wire that goes from the three fans that are attached to the radiator that goes into there. In fact, when you get it, you don't screw in fans. They're already attached and every, they're already plugged in there. Yeah. Uh, according to what I had read, now I didn't actually get one, but according to what I had read, that's, that's how those work. Uh, and that was not something I was looking for because I wanted to use my own fans to go in there to keep mm-hmm. the aesthetic uh, with it. Again, on a non-RGB build like this, on a non-build that, that 
that I wasn't keeping all these things looking like they're, you know, something I didn't need to show off. I still don't need to show it off. Um, but I, you know, if that was not the case, then sure, I would have gone with that one. I've heard really good things about it. It's also really affordable. Hmm. It's a really good, it's a very good um, AIO uh, at a very good price. It's, I think it's just over a hundred or even, it may even be under a hundred. Um, maybe depending if you get the 360 or the 240 or whatever it was. So, uh, I tell you, it was a lot of fun to be back into the, um, looking up computer stuff again. Mm -hmm. I'm glad it works now, but I, well, I, I did have fun going through like reading about the processors, reading about, Oh no, they're switching over to AM fives now. Uh, looking up cooler stuff and I was, it was and looking up wiring on how to do that because I was trying to prep myself ahead of time because I knew what I wanted to do was put my Lee and Lee fans onto a different cooler. What do I got to do? And uh, I tried to find out. Other, and honestly, once the, once that plug came out of the controller, it was fine. Mm -hmm. There was absolutely, if that had just come out as easy as it should have, uh, this is a thing that I would have been done with a lot sooner than eight o'clock at night. So we got to take a break because we are way over and I've just, I've taken too much of the time here and we got Chris waiting in the discord to talk to us. So, uh, we're going to take a break and when we come back, uh, yeah, we'll keep talking more about video games and stuff and computers and parts and things. Uh, here's music from Tekken eight. It is the, uh, music that plays on the map of arcade quest. I don't know Have you played Tekken. Does arcade quest a thing in Tekken seven and six and everything. Sounds like some story mode thing. going. Yeah, on, I'm wondering what by, that is. Yeah. But anyway, this is music from that. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to In Game Chat. This is music from Persona 3 Reloaded Shadow something. There's a lot of names mm -hmm. in the Persona series. So, welcome back to the show. Let's talk to Chris, if I'm doing this right. I think it might be. Chris, are you there? Hey. There you are. So it sounds like you've been having some fun with your computer, so you finally figured it out, huh? Yep, it's all fixed. It's all ready to go, and yeah, things are good with it. Yeah, things are great with it. When you were talking about that clip, you had so much issue getting out. I know that it's that clip that Greg plays from time to time when he has a meltdown on his show. Uh, that one from uh, the Christmas vacation when he's opening up the letter expecting his bonus and... Uh, his uh, uh, cousin Eddie does what he does when he's talking about his boss. Yeah, no, I was looking for the beep. I was just looking for the bleep. 
Um, just a <laughs> simple censor. Yeah, yeah, just the regular old, uh, you know, the regular old you said a bad word thing, uh, which is, you know, although I do have the delay here. I could have popped that if I wanted to and actually said it, but I never mm. would. Uh, there's for whatever reason, the years I've worked in this, it just can't physically come out. If I know the mic's on, mm-hmm. uh, it just, it's, it's not going to happen. Uh, the, tra- I, I, the trauma has uh, said, Oh boy. And you know, the trauma, yep. um, mm-hmm. but yes. Uh, so yeah, that's what I was looking for was just the, uh, boop. that's all I was looking for. I know where it's on here somewhere, but anyway, um, but yeah, computers working. Things are great. How's the, how are things with you? What's going on with you? Well, I had a little bit of issue with my old VCR uh, since I collect anime and things like that. Uh, this old series that was called uh, Yotsura Yotsura, by the same creator that did the uh, Rama one half that RJ may be familiar with or at least have heard of. Uh, I've always known that they've had it in Japanese with just English subtitles, and that's all they had, but... Supposedly, they only released one VHS tape of of two episodes in the in the, the first two episodes in English years ago, and there's only one one tape of of that in English in existence that came out in America in 1994. And I thought, I've got to buy this. This is a one thing, you know, that is it's going to complete my collection. I've got the entire series on DVD that's in subtitles, so I can watch it. But I also read and, and looked in line, online about it, and it, and and it's got some cringy people, you know, the voice actors that did the subtitles. And it was, I can, I got, I guess I can understand why they didn't go any further than the first two episodes. Yeah, that bad of a job, they couldn't even uh, go forward. They just but, back that gets back in those days. They stopped. Nowadays, they just keep going despite despite uh, how bad it is. So I, I found a video online that somebody had uh, digitized and, and the audio wasn't all that great. So I figured I might as well hook up the VCR in my, in my, in my room to the other uh, t- TV in there. And, of course, popped in the tape and the darn thing wasn't working and it popped it back out and, and powered the system off. I'm like, what in the heck's going on? So I said, well, maybe is it the tape? Did it with the same? It did the same thing with another tape. So I eventually started looking on YouTube videos for the symptoms of what it was doing, and I came across that it could either be the take-up reel where it was not feeding the tape through the machine properly, or it was something to do with the read head not spinning and, and not working and not reading the tape as it should. So I eventually this uh, this morning took the thing apart and took the cover off so I could see what was going on. Yeah, the the reed head had froze up where it was stiff and it, it would not spin freely. So I was able to break it break it loose with my hand and free it up where it would start spinning again. And 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 that's all it was. It's working now. So I took a short little video clip of the, of the, of the voice acting and stuff. And yeah, uh, I'm not interested in watching the whole tape, but at least I got it to add to my collection. Yeah, well, at least you got your thing working because I couldn't think of anybody who even fixes VCRs nowadays. Because everything's digital now. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't have to tape. <laughs> usually something like that. Is I know. If you notice, <laughs> it, usually in my experience, if the tape is messed up, you know exactly when it's taped when you start spitting it out or the thing gets messed up or chewed up in there somewhere. Yeah, I haven't looked. At, I haven't. Are you start hearing hearing uh, grinding noises? Oh yeah. I haven't looked or used at a VCR in I don't know how long, man. Hmm. Uh, Actually, I tell you, probably 2020, I think, because I was doing a, I did a big clean out of the house. Yeah. And I 
want to say I had a a dual deck VCR thing or something like that. I can't remember something like that. And yeah. one of those fast rewinders, I put them all on the street. Yeah, I think I got. Um, I still have a few uh, anime series myself on VHS that I haven't got the DVDs or Blu-rays to yet, so they're still around. So um, my VCR last uh, last time I used it still worked. So fingers crossed. Hope it does. Or I just have to break down and just get the Blu-ray of the series, the series that I have. Which one is that that you're talking about? The well, I have a, I have the Dark uh, Night Warriors, the, the the four four V eight four tape set based on the um, Capcom game uh, Darkstalkers. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Then I have um, the one Tenchi in Tokyo. I have that as well, and. Um, I have a few other um, titles here and there. I have to remember them on the top of my head, but I know they're I know they're there. But um, but yeah, I still have to get. I, I probably have some on Blu-ray, DVD now. But I know I know for a fact the one that Tenchi Tokyo I do not have the uh, Blu-ray DVD for. So I might have to look into that later on. All right, Chris. Uh-huh. Well, I also got a new game. Uh, oh, it's been out. It's been out digitally for a while now, like three or four months or so. And it was a flashback uh, to. It was a sequel to an old uh, game from the from the sixteen bit era from the, the mid nineties. And uh, I've been wanting to get it for a while, but I've been wanting to get the physical edition that came out this past Friday. You know, yesterday. So I've been playing it this afternoon, and hopefully get through it real quick and. It came with a still book and all, but the the case of the still book looks pretty and does the series justice. But uh, it hadn't had any really that many good reviews. But you know, I'm I'm interested in the story mainly, and just I'll probably end up putting it back up on the shelf when I'm done. But I'm enjoying it so far. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. All right. Well, we got to run here. We're almost at the top of the hour, and we got to find out what uh, what RJ has played. So uh, thanks for. Chiming in. Thanks for using Discord, too. That was awesome. Sounds great. All right. Y'all have a good afternoon. We'll see y'all later. Take care, man. Take care now. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. RJ, what have you played? Uh, a little more Grand Theft Auto Online. A little bit more dealing with uh, griefers, but um, that's nothing new. Also played a bit of um, Disc Jam. Oh, okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I found out the hard way that their servers have been shut off, so there was no only people I can play with is AI, AI constructs against the uh, or against the computer. Is this because I mean they've just they've shut the servers down? Yeah, servers were shut down. Apparently, they've been shut down since uh, late 2022. Oh wow! So how yeah. long's the game been out? Oh, I can't. Uh, it's been a while. I know it's been out for. Uh, Doesn't seem like it's been out long while. enough for them to turn the servers off. But then again, I don't know. Let's see, I remember seeing that game at uh, 2017. Pax, yeah, 2017. Okay. That's when it came out. Hmm. Yeah. No. It, yeah. Messed with the, um, yeah, seven year anniversary. Yeah. Seven years. Because uh, it came out on the uh, February 17th of 2017. That was when it was initially released. Oh. Okay. Basically, uh, Disc Jammers with yeah. a 3D. Uh, didn't they do a sequel? Uh, disc Jammers, yeah. Disc Jammers 2. But not, I didn't see a, a, a sequel to Disc Jam. Oh, okay. See, I'm thinking of disc. Wait a second. So you, what game are you talking about? Disc Jam disc or Jam? 
Disc jam. Okay. Mm-hmm. Disc jammers is what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Windjammers. Okay. I'm sorry. No, it's windjammers. Windjammers is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, windjammers is what I'm thinking of. Windjammers. Yeah. You're talking about disc jam, and I know I knew there was a there's a yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah disc jam is basically a 3D version of of a uh, windjammers. Really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing that. So I found out the hardware. Like I said, I found out the hardware that the servers shut down. So all you can play against is uh, AI builds. Mm-hmm. Uh, no online opponents anymore. So had to let that go. Um, then I played a bit of. Um, Ali Ali 2. Hey! I tried playing that uh, after I a long time. I tried to play Ali World um, on my Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. I think it's still on there, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, which I kind of liked it. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't get far. I mean, I didn't even get out of the tutorial. Yeah. Um, the thing is, in my case, really, because I haven't played in a very long time, but. The thing, the problem is stringing things together, right. which is necessary in building up a big enough score to go on to the next levels of the game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in my playthrough, it was basically going through, going through. Okay, how do I land again? How do I uh, jump for a stunt? Yeah. Uh, do I? How do I do this again? And it kept a kept a whole bunch of messing up over and over and over again until I lather, rinse, repeat, and got somewhat of a hang of what I'm what I'm supposed to do in order to get through these levels. Mm-hmm. So I got through about a good three or four uh, stages in the amateur. And uh, I got a long way to go before I get to pro, but I'm stuck on, um, I think the fifth amateur course right now. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of jumps and grinds and gaps to go over. And there were, and a lot of times it's basically trying to, uh, trying to remember how to jump over a gap um, when there's nothing there, when you have to go off of memory and I'm just losing it. it Which is usually what happens when you take a long time to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you haven't played a game in a long time, you forget everything. So we may as well start over from scratch. In this case, it's been, it's, it's been so long that I, like I said, I can't remember when to do what I need to do to get uh, where I want to go. But uh, outside of that, yeah, that's it. Anything else? That was it? Yeah, that was it. That was all. Uh, I didn't play much, obviously. I couldn't really play much of anything, so I went back to the consoles. And I, I played a few things on Steam Deck. Well, first I went through and I downloaded a bunch of demos from the Steam Next Fest because I was like, I don't want to miss out on these. Mm-hmm. I at least want to have them down so I can have them in my library so I can download them if they're still available. After, because I knew I couldn't play anything during NextFest because of the way my processor was working. And, and just I kept my computer off for the next, uh, was it Monday morning or it may have been Sunday night. I just shut the thing down and I never turned it back on mm-hmm. uh, until it was time to, to replace the AIO. Um, because I, just, I was like, There's, I can't do anything. And all I'm going to do is put the processor in danger of overheating. Mm-hmm. And so it's best to just leave it off. And so I just left it off. So I didn't get to play much. I did jump back on my Xbox and I finished up Gree, Gris, Grease, Gris. Mm-hmm. A game called G-R-I-S. I just th- call it Gree. Yeah. The thing about it is, had I only played for a little bit longer from where I last left off, I would have finished it because I didn't have that much to go. But I didn't know that at the time. Um, so it's a short game anyway, right? Uh, I think it is, uh, and I think it would be on a, on a second playthrough because it is completely linear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there are, in other words, you can go in a different direction than the game wants you to go, but you'll only get so far. In other words... You know how levels start, and instead of going right like you normally do, you go left. You can go, you can do that in in this game. You can go 
in the opposite direction for a good long ways, but eventually it's like, oh, you hit a stopping point. You need to go mm-hmm. back. There's nothing there for you. Uh, there are no like secrets or anything like that. It, as far as I know, I could be wrong on, on maybe multiple playthroughs or maybe I just didn't find anything. I'm not sure because it seems to be very little replay value in this game once you've finished it. But then again, I've seen the game on sale for like three or four bucks. That's not bad for a one run through and it's really pretty. This, it is, it is a fantastically beautiful looking game. Mm. It was amazingly beautiful. I loved every single bit of it that I played. There was not a single moment where I thought, boy, I hate this part. I wish it was over with. Nothing like that. Um, I was eager to get to the end of the game just because I was waiting to see what the next big thing was that they were going to show me. Mm. Like, how are they going to show, you know, what's what's the story here? How's they, how are they going to show this? What's it going to work? And and it was it was it was a lot of fun to play and figure out. It's mostly puzzles, but it's mostly platforming, um, and it's not bad at all as far as the platforming is concerned. There's no difficulty. There's no combat. There's no danger. There's no health. It is uh, just a fun game to figure out and play. It really, really is, and it's beautiful as well, and it's on Game Pass. So if you have an Xbox uh, and you do have Game Pass on your console, then by all means, please play that game. It is a beautiful, beautiful game. Then I jumped back into Hi-Fi Rush and worked on my timing with Hi-Fi Rush and thought I was getting better at it. And then I got to a point where, stupid game, they taught me a new mechanic of the game, how to parry. Um, that was introduced. And right after they teach you how to parry, they give you a bunch of enemies that you can parry against mm-hmm. to learn it. And then they gave you a big old boss to fight. And I assumed from the dialogue where they say, oh, his, he's got a shield and you can't get through his shield. What are you going to do? And I figured, okay, I got to parry. Because when you parry, it uh, projectiles go back to, you know, fire back at the person when you parry. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, great, I'm going to have to parry. And parry is based on rhythm in this game. Everything, Everything in this game is based on is based rhythm. On so, rhythm. Yes. so they'll give you a pattern of how the attacks are going to come, like um, just I can do for claps. Like say they're going to hit you four times. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So you know in the next thing you're going to have to tap the button to parry just like that, you yeah. know? Match the beat of what you've been given. And so this little mech thing fires rockets. And when he does, the rockets are pow, 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 pow. You know what I'm saying? Stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, okay. But because they are positioned in certain areas, I can't parry, dash, parry, dash, parry, dash to get to where I need to, to be. So I thought, well, I'll just do one of them. And I was doing this over and over and over and over. It's nothing's happening. I go to, to Google it. Like, how do I beat this guy? And I'm like, oh, you got to get in close. And then a cutscene will trigger <laughs> You get in close, and a cutscene triggers, and you meet a new character, and the game basically gives you a new hub, and it's sort of an intermission of the level. Hmm. It's the first time in the game that, I, that, you, that you're playing up to this point where a level basically is now split. Most of the time, you go from point A to point B, start to finish for the level. Then you go back to your little hideout base, 
and you know, look at what you collected and then start the next mission, go from point A, go to the finish, you're done, blah, blah, blah. This was the first one where you went from start to mid, stopped, and then picked up from there and go from mid to finish. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the mid part, took forever on this boss, uh, which I didn't finish, and met a new character and got a new hub and everything else. And so that's where I've, that's where I've left off. Mm-hmm. Um, great game. And uh, so let me ask you this about these music battles. Um, yeah. Most uh, rhythm games, you're not, the only thing you're focusing on is the rhythm of the beat, hitting the buttons in time of the beat. But so what are you not, are you not, are you stationary or are you having to move forward? Because you said get in close. Um, I mean, you've got free movement unless you're doing an attack, obviously. Okay, um, so there's attack mode and explore mode? No, 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 no. I'm just saying if you're, in, uh, what am I trying to say? There's not an attack mode and an explore mode. I mean, when you're in a, when you have to fight, okay, uh, you are closed off from leaving the arena. You know, but you're not stationary. But you're not stationary. No, but you can't leave the arena. In other words, you can't progress through the level until you've beat this group of bad guys. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not along the lines along the lines of a uh, say a Space Channel Five. <laughs> I have no idea what that you would never, mean. You know, you're basically stationary and you're focusing on the rhythm of the beat and nothing else. Uh, I believe so. And you hit the right, hit the right button. Oh, the right I see what you're saying. Button. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. No, no, no. Okay. Nothing so like something that. completely different. All yeah. Right. Um, no, this is full on attack and every attack is to the beat. You know, every time you swing, it's to the beat. And if you can time those correctly, and there's a whole training mode where you can work on this, mm-hmm. but you time those correctly and then a little QTE pops up. And if you can hit that QTE on the beat, it's a it's a you know it's a stronger attack. If you don't, then it's just not as strong. Mm. They're not. You can change the difficulty to where they're really sticklers about it. Yeah. But for the most part, they're not. If you're not good with the rhythm, that's okay. It's not going to hinder your progress. Mm. In fact, you can actually, I think, turn the difficulty down so far that it doesn't even matter. You can just go through and swing your weapon just all willy-nilly and not have to worry about matching with the beat. Um, They really made this very accessible to anybody that wants to play it. As well they should. The animation is amazing, is wonderful. The fact that this thing was built in secret and shadow-dropped, how nobody knew about this when it happened, Mm -hmm. I am still stunned. Because I can't believe that this didn't take a good long time to produce the animation is just fantastic um it's it's really really wonderful uh the sound is all right the 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 vocal lip syncing and all this other stuff mm-hmm. it's okay not big not a, not a great deal uh the music choices are fantastic the uh uh, the sound, like I said, the, the the sound effects are okay. Some of the dialogues, like whatever, and some of the voice acting's like, mm-hmm. but and that's fine. Uh, but it's pretty. It's so pretty to look at. Hi-Fi Rush, great game. And if that is a game that they are going to move over to Switch or move over to PlayStation Five, like as is rumored, um, that's great. I hope a lot of people pick that up. It is wonderful. So we are way behind on time. We got to take a break. Here is music from Jujutsu Kaisen: Cursed Clash. Tell me if I did that right. Close enough. Okay. 
And welcome back to In Game Chat. This is music from a game called Moonbreaker, which came out February 1st. Turn-based strategy tactical skirmish game. It's designed to be a true digital miniatures experience set in an expansive sci-fi universe crafted by Brandon Sanderson. Um, direct captain and crew and gripping, ever-changing competition and adventure. No idea, but the soundtrack sounds nice. Let's go to the phones. Talk to BG, Biloxi Gambler. Hey, man. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Doing good. How are doing you? Good. I'm doing well. I, uh, I got a, a lot of equipment talk today, and I got an equipment question. Okay. I'll we'll try right. and help you with your equipment. I believe you can. Well, it's not my equipment, but it's... Uh, 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 so, <laughs> this... I'd helped them on on something earlier, and and so now they call and they say, "Well, you are our tech guy." Right. And I said, "Well, you are in big trouble." <laughs> but they, um, okay, so they went to streaming television, mm-hmm. and uh, they're not. It's a very long house, so they're not getting enough signal. This, you know, what they say. They're not getting enough signal in one part of the house versus the other part. Right. Could I just get a plug-in uh, Wi-Fi extender? Yeah. I was about to say that, that a bridge. A bridge? But okay. Same thing, Wi-Fi extender, bridge, that'll work. It's basically what it is, is it's, a, it's a, something you would plug into uh, a certain part of the house that would pick up the Wi-Fi signal. Um, from your, from your source. And then, uh, what's the word? Not enhance, but, 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 uh, amplify it Mm -hmm. so it can get the rest of the house. Do you have a recommendation on what type? I've never used them. Uh, so I don't have any kind of a recommendation there. There's also, there's also something that I haven't used actually, uh, that a lot of your routers talk about now, which are meshes. Um, yeah, this is a mesh. Wi-Fi extender, yeah. and you plug it into just like a, a socket. You yep. plug it into the wall. Yeah. Now I don't have any recommendation on like a brand or any type or anything like that. Right, I would just right. get one. But that, that's what I'm looking for. I need to say, yeah. you know, at the at the store, the I need a mesh Wi-Fi extender plugged into the wall. Yep. Right? You'd be yeah. You'd be golden doing that. You yeah, should be fine. So I am their tech guy. I figured out that. I, <laughs> I was just verified it since you were on the I said, well, let me ask. Yeah. You know, and, and, and speaking of which, okay, well, I'll tell you what I did for them, and, and this goes to my question. You know, they don't include the plug anymore. When you get anything, it'll have, it'll have the wire, and it goes to the USB, and then it stops. Yeah, they don't, they don't include the actual thing that plugs into the wall anymore. Uh, money, money. <laughs> but but I mean, cause, so just any plug will work on that USB. Uh, or? yeah. If you've got a USB that's got power behind it, sure, you just plug that in. And it should work. Now, some work better than others, depending on what you're using. But um, generally, the ones that plug directly into the wall are what you want. Uh, that have that. Now, I've got um, 
I've got a USB hub that comes out of the wall that's got like 10 spots in it for me to plug into uh, with USB stuff. But Right. Well, 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 well my question was, is, 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 uh, like the iPhone, you know, it comes out, it goes into a USB thing, and then it's got an adapter, and then, you, you know, the 12, that you plug into the wall, the 120 volt that yeah. goes into the wall, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. But... But see, they're real particular on the iPhone what type of that plug, I'm just going to call it the plug, what the plug is, whereas other things, they're not as particular, or are they all universal? They're trying to go all universal. Uh, They're trying to go USB-C on everything. Because USB... Okay, well, that's USB-C. I'm talking about the plug that goes in the wall, the adapter part. That has a USB slot on it? Yeah, it has. Well, yeah, all of them do. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. If it's got a USB slot on it, then it'll take a USB, you know, the end of a USB. With the exception now, a USB, and when I say this, I'm going to say a USB-A, which is your typical standard. If you've ever seen a USB plug before, that is what a USB-A looks like. So the problem here is your iPhones or a lot of your plugs come with cables that have a USB-C on one end and a USB-C on the other end. Then you're in a situation where you need either an adapter or the slot that is on the wall wart (laughs) that goes onto the wall is a USB-C slot. And a lot of those aren't. Um, Yeah. So you've got that issue too. The problem that I fixed is I went and I looked at it in the cable company that swapped cable. And, And so the new cable company, the installer apparently didn't know because I looked, and and he had the Google thing, uh, the Google streaming device, right? And and he plugged it plugged it into the television, yeah. And then the other end that's supposed to uh, plug into the wall, that USB there, he just plugged in, in it into an HDMI port on the TV. Not a, there was no power going to it whatsoever. And I looked at it, and, and I'm studying on it, and I go, no, wait a second, because I brought one with me, because, you know, I stream. And and so then I took some of my equipment, and then I said, no, this goes into, this has to plug into something that plugs into the wall, which I got that done. I said, now it's got power, and boom, it works. So now I'm a computer genius. Oh, okay. And, and, and I said, basically, and then I was trying to explain it to them, that they know even less about it than I do. I said, basically what they had it, the way they had it hooked up would be the same as if you put a piece of garden hose in the tailpipe of your car <laughs> and the other piece in the gas tank. <laughs> Which would be great if it worked that way, right? but it don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to have power. So now we got power, and boom, it works like a charm, and now I'm the one they call for anything whatsoever, like this weak Wi-Fi signal. And and then I said, okay, well, how about, so I don't need another a router for it. I'm just going to get a Wi-Fi extender, and that'll fix it. That is it. That is all you would need, yeah. Well, Correct. see, man, that's why I listen to you, man. Yeah, you got all the answers. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> Not always, but thanks. Well, hey, if you can, if you think you can build a computer in two hours <laughs> and, and did it in three days, uh, <laughs> man, that that's awesome.
problem. I couldn't even imagine building a – if I started building a computer right now, I won't live long enough to get it finished. But uh, anyway, <laughs> thanks a lot, Scott. And, hey, and, no problem, buddy. All right. All right. All right talk to you all later. Bye-bye. See you, man. Yeah, I'm right. going now. Yeah, I know. It's uh, I always dread it when I go to build, but I love building. Yeah. I do love doing that. Oh, so, something you brought up there. Things that uh, used to come with the packages, now they don't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, controllers with the console. Game A game that used to come with the right. console. Right. Games don't come games with the console, console anymore. Sorry. The controller does. Uh, one at controller, least one. One controller. So yeah, at least one. It used to be. I remember the days when it used to be two. Uh, batteries. Batteries, ba- batteries not included. Mm-hmm. Some, a lot of things don't. Uh, a lot of things uh, don't have the batteries included anymore. I think that was probably the first thing that was eliminated. The first from packaging. thing that was taken out was pa- if batteries. you go if you go back far enough, the first thing you lost in packaging was oh nope we don't have batteries in it anymore. We used to put the batteries in, not anymore. We don't yeah. do that. And if there are batteries in there, they're the like what, the, the, brand the brand you've never brand heard of before. Never heard of. Frank's batteries. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got a few minutes here before we hit our uh, commercial break, and uh, let's get into some game talk, why don't we? Uh, the Nintendo Switch, uh, where most everybody in the world was thinking the thing was coming out this year, looks to be pushed back to spring of 2025, is what we're saying or what we're thinking. Um, that's what seems to be the, uh, the consensus there is that that's what's going to happen. So we'll wait and see about that. Uh, what else do we have? Well, we had that big Xbox thing and it wasn't even a big thing. It's one of those, I, I read a headline that said, uh, after the whole Xbox thing was over with, somebody did a headline that said everything that was in there could have been in an email. Um, didn't wow. ha- it didn't have to be, you know. But why not milk it, right? Because you got a ton of people tuning in to hear about this. Because Phil Spencer had said, look, we know you guys are hearing rumors about us putting some first-party titles on other systems like PlayStation and like Nintendo. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that on this upcoming business report podcast thing that we're going to do. Um, that kind of snowballed with a bunch of people tuning in to figure out what this was going to be, how this was going to handle. And you didn't find out anything really, uh, as far as that's concerned, we found out four titles will be making the jump to other systems, but we don't know what four they are. We have a good idea about what they possibly are. We know that they're not Starfield or Indiana Jones, which was a thought. But uh, we know that that is not going to be the, the the case. What it likely is going to be was Hi-Fi Rush, um, Pentiment was the other one. Those will be the first two titles likely to head to PlayStation 5 and Switch, followed by Sea of Thieves... Which would make a perfect that that's fantastic. That would be fantastic on the Switch and grounded from Obsidian. I think it's Obsidian that did that. Um, mm-hmm. Which is another one that would be that work great on Switch and, and that's fine. Those are great. Four titles that are going to get uh, released on other systems uh, in the near future. And sure, why not? I see nothing wrong with that. Um, I could do Half Hour Rush. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, 
Oh, that's right. Well, it'll be on PS5. Later on. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have an Xbox. Don't you? You've got a 360. 360. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. So, yeah. There was a lot of other stuff that we found out from that Xbox announcement thing. And we'll go over some of those uh, when we get back from the break here. I'm trying to get everything else that we had. Um, Alan Wake 2 became the fastest selling Remedy game. However, it is yet to make a profit. Uh, What else? Mm. The first game on, or the first Activision Blizzard game on Game Pass will be Diablo 4. It will be out in March. It will be for the Game Pass premium subscribers, which I know that sounds weird. They don't necessarily have a premium sub and a whatever sub type thing, but it is not. There was a clarification on it, and it feels like it's Game Pass Ultimate, maybe? Diablo, the first title, makes way the subscription service. It completed its acquisition. Um, Game Pass, starting with Diablo 4 on March 28th. Uh, you said there wasn't a tier system for uh, Game Pass. Well, there is Microsoft. You can get the you can get Game Pass for just the console, or you can get Game Pass Ultimate, which is console and PC. Oh, okay. Um, but there was there was some there was some clarification about this because they said there were 34 million Game Pass subscribers, but they didn't include, or or they did include in that 34 million people who actually wouldn't have access to this game. And I was trying to find clarification on what that was. Mm. And I don't see it here um, to see what the, what the update on that was going to be. Yeah, so the split one for the consoles, one for the PC. Right. Game pass. Yeah. Correct. Game pass, just depending on your platform. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. What else do we have? Oh, let me hit this before we go to a break. Um, Let me see here. Da, da, da. There was a new report out by IGN talking about layoffs at high-profile companies in the industry and how they've affected the ability of developers to make games, whether due to being laid off, losing funding, or working with fewer colleagues. A former employee at Studio Supernatural told IGN that the company was working on a spiritual successor to SSX that was to be published by 2K before the publisher decided not to do it. Um, that kind of made me sad, because I wouldn't mind more SSX. Um, SSX with microtransactions. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 2K maybe would have done something like this, but I'm not sure. Um, it was called it was codenamed Project Gravity. The game would focus on the essence of what made the original series great by making an arcadey, amazing-feeling, very accessible, competitive, and fun game. Project Gravity was also planned to be a live-service, free-to-play title. So yeah, microtransactions, exactly like you said. Uh, But it seems like Project Gravity will not see the light of day. Well, now I'm okay with it. (laughs) If that's the direction they were going in. Is that the direction that we're going in? Is that just the direction that we're going in? To... Well, this says it was to be a live service, but it's not going to be anymore. Um, 
God, I hope that's not what they're trying to mold. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I don't care if they take to it or not. Keep putting out these live service games. They got to play something. Keep doing it. In my stuff, in my, in my case, I got a backlog I can play. I, I know. So I don't. <laughs> so I don't necessarily need live service, but I'm not. I'm not the majority. So. Yeah. But it's like I've said before. What's the what's the goal of every any uh, business? No matter what, no matter I what know. they're selling. I know profit. So I'm saying, and it looks good on paper, but it ain't gonna matter if no one's buying it or uh, uh, buying what you're putting out. Absolutely true. There's there's, there's power, and a uh, consumer has a lot more. Po- consumers have a lot more power than they think. Yeah. It's just getting them together to have the same uh, same um, mindset about it. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Absolutely true. We got to take a break here because we're at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, we will go into uh, the Xbox business thing that went on and uh, PlayStation stuff as well. We'll get into some interesting things with PlayStation um, that you probably know about also if you've been paying attention uh, or at least follow follow gaming news anyway, then you probably know about it. But we're going to go over it. Um, the, the, end, uh, the end of life of PS5. We'll talk about that. Silent Hill. Short message was another, uh, was it a shadow drop? One of those things that you didn't expect and all of a sudden, oh, by the way, this is out yeah. now. Uh, and it's absolutely free. Silent Hill, short message, this is the main menu music. We'll be back with more of in-game chat right after this. Welcome back into in-game chat. Music here from a game called Insurgency Sandstorm. The track is called The Glass House. Not familiar with the game. Yeah. Pretty. Uh, from what I heard, it's pretty uh, realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Very realistic. But um, it's not ringing a bell to me. Yeah. The one um, so what I've been seeing a lot about uh, lately is um, well, coming up again. Um, Spec Ops the line. Yeah, because they delisted it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which I have. Uh, well, yeah, I, I believe I have it on um, on console. Uh, yeah. I have a 3 or a PS3. I think it's on PS3 that I got it on, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I have it on PC. Yeah. How disturbed. I mean, the game, I mean, was uh, average performance, but it was that story that really uh, made it stand out and how disturbing uh, you got. Well, there's a link for it on Steam. I guess maybe it isn't delisted, or can you just not? 
Yeah, it is no longer available on Steam, but it is already in your Steam library installed and you can play now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do have it. Yeah. And I've heard good things about it. Yeah. Um, something I should go back to. Yeah, I know. Big, uh, the big thing right now is Helldivers 2. Something I'm thinking about getting into. I don't know. Now that my PC works and everything else, I was thinking about jumping into to Helldivers 2. It's not a bad cost of entry. It's like 30 bucks. Um, that's not a bad price. As opposed to 60 and 70. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, with everything else that's out there going with, for what it's yeah, going and a, for. And a new title. So, yeah. So, yeah. And uh, the Sony title. Yeah, let me make sure that that... I, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I don't believe that I am. Mm. Yeah, for, that's 40 bucks. I'm sorry. It's thirty nine ninety nine. I want to say thirty bucks, but it's it's forty bucks. Yeah, that's still still not a bad sixty to seventy price yeah. to to enter. You know, an entry price for mm-hmm. for that thing. And the folks have brought you um, a heavenly sword. That's still <laughs> is that how much is heavenly sword now? Oh yeah, well, I'm the developer is developer. I'm just talking yeah. about the Sony. So, yeah, yeah, Sony exactly. Um, I don't know how much it is. So look, it's probably going to be like your um, how many days since uh, Splinter Cell not announced mm-hmm. or something like that. Did you find it? I'm I'm looking. I mean, it's probably going to be nothing but used copies. You're never be able yeah. to find a new yeah. copy. I mean, you may find a new sealed copy, but um, but that's going to be some other person loose, selling it. Let's store. see. Loose price eight fifteen. Complete price twelve bucks. New price forty one. Graded price eighty. <laughs> New price forty one. Box only <laughs> four eighty. Manual only three fifty. Are we talking three hundred and fifty bucks? Three dollars fifty cents. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm the other. About tree fifty. Yeah. Yeah. New price forty one. Graded price eighty. Four sales a year. What if they remade that? Heavenly, Heavenly, Sword? Heavenly Sword. They really should. Team Ninja, right? Um, Ninja Theory? Team Ninja? Who was that? Let's see. Should be right there on the thing. Let me know it. It is Team Ninja. It Uh is Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Good game. Uh, Great game. So the Xbox Business Summit... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, they're just talking business for Xbox and stuff. Uh, they talked about the four Xbox games that are coming to other platforms. They would not reveal <coughs> the titles to those games. But when directly asked, is it Starfield? Could you tell if it's at Starfield or Indiana Jones? He said, no, it's neither of those. That's where we also found out about Diablo 4 being the first Activision Blizzard game since the purchase of the company to be moved to Game Pass. It'll be Diablo 4, March 28th. Um, Phil Spencer says, despite the number of big games in 2023, the industry didn't grow, which resulted in layoffs, including those at Microsoft. According to him, the company needs to expand beyond the Xbox player base in order to keep the company healthy enough to maintain jobs. He said, when you think about a healthy industry, I want players who believe that they will find the best games on the platforms that they love. I want people who invest their careers in working here to feel like this is a place that can be successful. So uh, if you listen to Lisa Sue, the AMD CEO, she'll say that AMD powered consoles are likely to decline in 2024. 
I think there's an amazing set of games coming in 2024, but if we don't get to growing as an industry, the industry will struggle. And today, there's really two choices on how you grow in the industry. Um, do you say I have a fixed number of players, the players that we have today, and do I find new ways to monetize these players to get more money from the players that I have? Or do you think about how do I want to expand the business I have by finding new players and adding those to the base of players that already play? Our focus on Xbox for the last decade has really been on the latter point of how do we make sure Xbox is growing, growing for our players, growing for our creators, so that people who are finding success on our platform, which will grow the Xbox business, put Xbox in a position um, uh, very strong for years and decades to come. So that's the reasoning for moving into other platforms to bring in more players to your thing and, to, you know, mm -hmm. more people to get more money. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Is what that is. So, um, yeah, well, think about what happened with uh, MLB The Show. It used to be exclusive on right. PlayStation all those years, but then got to a point where, hey, we need to get some more income. So, what are we going to do? Put it on another, put it on other uh -huh. platforms. Yep. There you go. Xbox is still investing in hardware with news on that front this holiday. So, maybe some of the, the working on the next gen Xbox. That's weird to think that we might be done with the Series X and the PS5. Yeah. It's weird to think that we may be coming to the end of those roads for four, those consoles. Four or five years on the 2020. Yeah. yeah. I rem this is the only reason I remember this because I was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to put in my pre-order, but I was in the hospital. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Yeah. And then you got then you had the shortages uh, for yeah. whatever reason. You couldn't, nobody could get their hands on one. And then you saw them on eBay. They were getting stolen left and right and showing up on. Uh, and the Switch yeah. did wonderful that year. Yeah. The Switch was amazing that year. Uh, we're getting the a best, new Switch well, next year, yeah, you know? Yeah, the best ability is availability. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Right. One was available, one wasn't. There you go. Well, it was also the pandemic. People were, were uh, at home, and for whatever reason, Animal Crossing just... Animal Crossing hit at a time... Man, you talk about perfect storm of release of a game like that and everything that was going on, mm -hmm. where everybody was was, you know, cooped up, couldn't do anything, couldn't go out. Because of the pandemic and everything else, they couldn't, you know, mingle with whatever. Places were closed. But here you had a Switch, and here you had Animal Crossing, which put you on an island with other people who came to visit your island and do these things. And it was just, they really, really caught, uh, there was no way for them to plan, we're going to release this before the pandemic. It was, yeah. it just happened, it just happened to work out that way. Yeah, I mean, but, but all the other all the other video games were available. It was just the newest the newest thing at the time. So yeah, yeah. the hot new hot new thing. Um, so caught lightning in a bottle at the right time. There you go. Well, yeah, because that was all pre the the, the switch had a, had a had a fantastic 2020 prior to the release of the new systems. Those mm -hmm. came out in the fall, November specifically. Mm -hmm. But this was around april may when when things really started kicking in gear for the switch mm -hmm. where you couldn't find those on the shelves because people were people were buying them up because they they had nothing they were at home all the time they had nothing to do and that was the cheap alternative to any of the other consoles out there it was nintendo and it plus it also had animal crossing um what was the price of the switch play uh 250 much two less, much less than everything else two or two fifty yeah. yeah 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 much less than everything else out there so. might have been three hundred but still that's still less um 
So yeah, they're still doing hardware. Xbox wants to respect the library players have built. With news and speculation surrounding the future of Xbox devices spreading over the past few weeks, there's been concerns that anyone who's been building a backwards-compatible game lab library across the brand's many devices might become obsolete down the line. Spencer said that the Xbox will respect that in future hardware generations and try to keep the services up as long as it can. He compared this to Windows library longevity. Um, let's see, what else do we do? Xbox will release 10 games this year. While we know some games like Hellblade 2 and Indiana Jones are coming from Xbox Studios, uh, they also mentioned that the company will be releasing 10 games across 2024. We don't yet know what all of these will be, but can expect some to be revealed during Xbox's June showcase. Um, then you compare that with PlayStation. Um, Sony said, uh, do not expect any new games in any of PlayStation's biggest existing franchises before the end of the financial year. That means no new entry in God of War or Spider-Man or Naughty Dog stuff. Uh, until at least April of next year. Mm. Death Stranding 2 on the beach, currently listed with a vague 2025 release date, will therefore launch later than March. Don't expect to see other big PlayStation properties such as Uncharted, Last of Us, Ratchet & Clank, or Horizon before then either. It's also unclear where a potential Ghost of Tsushima sequel fits in. We haven't even seen anything about a, a sequel to that game other than maybe that it's going to happen, but we don't know. That's it. Mm -hmm. We we hardly know anything about it. Uh, let's see. For anyone keeping tabs on when we last saw some of these series, the news shouldn't come as a huge surprise. The studios behind these games are, of course, working on fresh projects, though in many cases it's too soon for us to be seeing their work released. This doesn't rule out PC ports of existing games in these series, of course. Um, and it also doesn't rule out original IP to be released as well. It just said their big franchises will not see releases before April of next year. Um, yet here we are with Helldivers 2, which is a Sony product, first-party title, doing fantastically well on PC. And, and I don't know how it's doing on, on, on the console itself, uh, but the PC numbers are fantastic for that game. Um. So yeah, major projects under are currently under development. We do not plan to release any new major existing franchises titles uh, next fiscal year, like God of War or Spider-Man Two. Um, Sony stated it expected software sales to decrease, with no plan for release of major franchise titles, uh, resulting in a slight decrease in first-party software profit. Um, Sony also said it expected PlayStation Five console sales to enter a gradual decline. Uh, so there you go. Now, they could also do a revamp of the console. Hmm. PlayStation 5.5 or whatever. PlayStation 5 Pro. There's, you know, something like that to kind of extend the life, although I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, not this time, anyway. I don't think that'll be the case. Uh, what else did we find out from, I guess maybe it was a... I don't know if it was a conference call or what was going on, but Sony had some stuff. They released uh, the latest financial results showing an increase in sales for both the whole company and the PlayStation division. Um, however, it lowered its sales forecast for PlayStation because of the hardware decline with the re no release of game. Uh, let's see. I got numbers here. 
Uh, sales of games and network services were up 23%. Sony shipped 8.2 million PlayStation 5 units in the three months ending December 31st, uh, which would be the holiday quarter. That was an improvement on the 7.1 million units from the previous year. 7.1 to 8.2. In total, 16.5 million units have been shipped since the company's fiscal year began in April. Um, monthly active users for PlayStation Network were at 123 million by the end of the quarter, up from 112. These are all pretty good. However, it looks like PlayStation fans will be waiting a while for the Xbox Buster because they are not going to be doing a lot of first party, or at least not a lot of their uh, franchise release, releases there. So, yeah. What do we have over in the uh, chat room here? Hope we got find some diamonds in the rough then. Drunk Degenerates, poor Helldiver 2 devs putting out fires in the server rooms. The last peak was over 330,000 concurrent players on Steam alone. Um, and they're having problems on PS5. Same on PC. I hope they can get their server problems fixed soon. Yeah, they are having some issues there. Uh, Lethal Migrant says, AI is going to be heavily used in the new Xbox for sure. More than likely, you're right. Um, given how much... Just this past week, the things that I've seen pop up on my PC and on Microsoft's app on my phone, because I do their little rewards thing. Right. Uh, so many different things popping up with like, hey, download the, I don't remember what it's called. It's not Cortana. It's called something else. Mm. Um, but yeah, download this. It's our AI thing. And it's like, nope. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's going to be heavily used in the, the new Xbox. How is it going to be heavily used? Uh, it'll be interesting to see. And I'm kind of curious as I don't, I'm not afraid of AI. I'm not, I don't, I'm not bothered by AI. I just, as much as, as hard as they're pushing it on me, Microsoft specifically, I'm like, no, I'm fine. I don't need that. I can still type in what I want to find and you can show me what I need to, to find. uh, That thing called Copilot. Copilot. That's what it was called. Yeah. It yeah. might be really cool. I, mean, I, saw, um, I think, I, yeah, I saw it advertised in the uh, Super Bowl. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't think nothing. I didn't think anything of it. I'm, it I'm like, f- some, new, some new Microsoft thing. I am like, fascinated wow. by a not so much AI that like, tell me what you know of this person. And it likes writes a story of this person or anything like that. I'm not big into that. I'm really big into um, voice cloning is really cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently working with that. Um, AI images are just fascinating to me to see the different Mm -hmm. things that you can come up with and that that are drawn to that. Just this week, they showed off AI video. The only thing that scares me about AI is the, the realistic, the realism, the realistic sense of it where... It's bad. It was bad enough ever how many years ago when you had to decipher what was actual news and what was fake news. Uh, and I am not, the answer is not, well, if it's on MSNBC or NBC or whatever, it's fake news or CNN or whatever. Not that. News I'm just talking about. News may have been the news for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go I'm just talking time. about legit stories that are actual real stories and and stuff that was fake what's fact and what's bs or that was alternative facts or whatever they would say whatever they called it it was so stupid Mm -hmm. um 
But that is my concern now because as much as it's like, hey, you need to, you know, trust trust with your eyes or your ear. What do you can you trust now? Because voice cloning can throw off your ears. AI video can throw off both. Uh, AI images can throw off your eyes, and then AI video attacks both. Mm-hmm. And it's just, man. But I, but it still fascinates me. Like I'm, I'm okay if I get duped, as long as it's not one of those. As long as it's not kind of a, a horrible. I think your concern is the malicious implementation of. of oh, tons AI. of it. Yeah. That or just completely believing that something. If somebody makes an AI video of how you fake the moon landing and someone buys into that and then that spreads and somebody else buys into that and somebody else buys into that and it's like, no, 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 no. This is not, this is not the direction we want to go in, man. Look, we, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's going to like a, like a modern day uh, war of the worlds happening all over again. Not the direction. I, we don't know. That's like stepping, that's, that's stepping back, man. I mean, not, ugh, don't do this. Anyway, uh, Back to game stuff because we're running out of time. Um, Lethal Migrant says four million less consoles. Instead, Sony revenue is high, but are the last, but are the least profitable of the platform holders. Microsoft announced a three point five billion euro investment into AI in Germany just this week. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I don't doubt it at all, especially with the way Microsoft has taken hold of the AI idea, if, uh, if I'm saying that right, and kind of running with it in all of their different aspects and ways i certainly would imagine that co-pilot will be a part of the next xbox how to be implemented i have no idea Hmm. how do you implement that into a console outside of a regular search you know what i'm saying yeah outside of outside of the app like how does it uniquely work yeah how does it uniquely work in a console yeah how's it going to affect your gameplay so i'm that's the thing. I'm not trying to figure that out. I'm letting them do that. I'm just, I'm looking forward to see what they come up with. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think my brain can figure that out. But yeah. Machine learning, yeah, that's good. DLSS and, and machine learning, not bad. Um, ways to minimize certain aspects, but increase other aspects of, of a game by, I don't know, learning. I'm just, it feels so dumb. <laughs> we're talking about that sort of thing anyway according to um uh, sony announced its third quarter for starters the company revealed it doesn't plan to release that's basically what that is but yeah apparently um as it said sony is uh, P- ps5 is entering the latter stage of its life cycle uh is what sony has said and yes it does feel a little soon on that to be you know Saying, hey, we're coming to the end of the PS5 life cycle. This reminds me of the situation that uh, Sega went through between the, uh, with the Genesis. Yeah. But uh, for different reasons, because um, Sega of Japan wanted to go ahead with the uh, Saturn. Yeah. And the Genesis had so much potential that it just left on the table. Yeah, so jump the gun, it's going to cost you. That it is. Well, folks, thank you for joining us, and thanks for everybody who joined us in the chat room. Thanks to Chris and Blux Gambler that called in, and everybody who's listening on the stream and on the radio. Thanks to everybody who grabs us each week from iTunes. This show will be up on Sunday this time, not like it was this past week. Uh, This thing's going to hit on time, so we'll be on iTunes, YouTube, the usual. So 
Thank you all for joining us. Thank you for putting up with our delays and our ramblings and everything else. Have a fantastic week. This is music from Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. We'll see you next Saturday. <laughs>